0: Hi there, this is the Rev. Michael Lowry, Pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is Love to Tell the Story. I'm sure that all of us have come to times in our lives when it's become not simply desirable, but necessary to be doing some cleaning out. It might be the attic that has become too cluttered with a generation's worth of records and keepsakes and other stuff that you couldn't bear to throw out. Or it might be the garage or workshop that's filled with furniture in need of repair and all those unfinished projects. Or, as is often true in my case, it could be a desk covered with letters to be answered and business that still needs to be taken care of. Now, you may well be a very neat and organized person, and I commend you for that, but I would also suggest that for most, if not all of us, sooner or later the time comes when we got to look around at everything we've accumulated and realize the time has come simply to get rid of it. I remember that on one of our moves from one church to another, the movers packed a box of things from our old home and labeled it miscellaneous. As I recall, as the movers were unloading things into our new home, I had absolutely no idea what this miscellaneous box might contain. So I told the movers to just put the box in the shed that was connected to the garage, figuring I would just get to it later. Well, seven years later, we moved again, and in the process of sorting and reaming things out, I finally opened up this miscellaneous box, and discovered that there was absolutely nothing useful, nothing meaningful, or nothing even remotely memorable inside of it. Friends, the movers had wrapped up some old magazines that had been on a nightstand, a couple of empty mason jars, and I kid you not, a few rolls of toilet paper that had been under the bathroom sink. It was all just junk. And I had saved this box of nothing for seven years and let it take up space in my life in the false belief that it had to be filled with things that were indispensable or irreplaceable. Rest assured, that box got cleaned out. And at least in that one small moment, our burden of stuff was made considerably lighter. This week in the church, we're beginning the season of Lent which is a time in which our shared worship and our study focuses on the meaning of the sacrifice Jesus Christ made upon the cross for you and for me, and what that sacrifice means for you and for me, as we take up our own crosses and follow him. It's a time for deepening our relationship with God by seeking to walk a little more in step with Jesus in the entire journey of our lives and living. But part of this requires getting rid of all the things that hold us back or weigh us down. Like the burden of old regrets and past mistake. Like the debris of nagging doubts and long-held fears. Like that which provides sheer suffocation of choices, those choices that always seem to leave us mired in sin and regret. It makes sense. After all, before we set out to go anywhere, we always need to ready ourselves for the journey, right? Well, so it is with our Lenten journey. To make ourselves spiritually ready means that we should be cleaning up and cleaning out our very lives. That we might rightly pick up our crosses and walk with our Lord with confidence and with stamina. Traditionally, on Ash Wednesday, as Lent begins, we read a passage from the prophet Joel. Blow the trumpet in Zion, it reads. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Consecrate the assembly. Bring together the elders. Gather the children, those nursing at the breast. This verse is a call to worship in the fullest and purest sense of the term. But what we need to understand is that this particular worship gathering is not primarily for the purpose of celebration, but rather for confession. This is a call to repentance, a call to return to God, a call for faith to be renewed and for loyalty to be restored. This is a call for all the people to come in deep humility to receive the mercy and forgiveness of God. Rend your hearts and not your garments, says the Lord. In other words, there is more required here than simply going through the motions of confessing our sin. This is about true repentance for the sake of God's mercy and, and truly cleaning out the sin that has separated us from God and from one another. And that, to say the least, can be a difficult thing. It requires from us true honesty and deep humility of spirit. And it means that we need to confront our sin as something real. And without, by the way, adding the words, yes, but as in, yes, I have sin, but I have several excellent excuses. To return to God takes a willingness to leave behind old ways and old attitudes and to fix our course by the Lead of the one who is wiser and more powerful than we ourselves. It takes a determination to turn ourselves 180 degrees in the opposite direction of where we're headed, as well as the openness to receive grace when we find that we can't make that turn all by ourselves. In short, we are called to bring all the cult that keeps us away from a faithful relationship with God and set it aside. Assured that in divine love, that sin will be carried away from us, never to burden us again. But the key here is that first we have to go and bring it out of hiding. To confess its uselessness, so that then we can let it go. On the wall of a church sanctuary that I know up in Maine, hangs this huge, beautiful banner all in the color of violet, which, of course, is the liturgical color of Lent. There is a picture on this banner of a broom. And beneath this picture of a broom is printed the words of a prayer that has been attributed to a young girl from Africa. O great chief, it reads, Light a candle within my heart, that I may see that which is therein, and sweep the rubbish away from your dwelling place. My friends, I pray that each of us will take some time today and certainly throughout this Lenten season to sweep out the dwelling place of God within our hearts, to remove the rubbish that is accumulated there. Let us confess our sins. Let us lay our burdens at the foot of the cross. And in the process, let us also make room in our hearts and lives for Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of life and living so that the journey that lay ahead to the cross and beyond may be traveled in the proper spirit, ever and always, with our thanks and our praise unto God. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Love to Tell the Story. This is Michael Lowry, and I thank you for listening today. And until next time stay safe, be well, and may God bless you with a great day every day. Talk to you soon.